thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Stories of the week and narratives of the week that we are able to follow and uh, people who are commenting on various different issues. They may not be on the front page of the news, but they are always articles and uh, conversations that raise my interest. And certainly I hope they raise your interest as well. Now, there was an article that was written by the Commissioner of South African Commission for Gender Equality, Mbuyaselo Boete. And uh, one of the quotes that came out of it was in the opinion piece was that, Cracking down on lockdown shows that the police have capacity to act on other crimes, and we want to see the capacity that they have to fight GBV as much as they fight people who break the lockdown COVID-19 issues. Uh, Mbuyaselo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Michelle, and thank you for inviting me. It's always good to chat to you. Mbuyaselo, let's talk to this idea. I mean, I think you are 110% correct, if not more, if it could be possible. Why do you think that uh, we're not seeing that crackdown in the same kind of a way? Well, Michelle, I think that uh, we've not been able as a country to make a connection which is there between uh, gender-based violence or the violence against women, LGBTIQ+, plus, mm. and the economy. As a result, it's relegated to uh, something that is not so serious that we will only stand up and speak about GBV 16 days uh, when this total shutdown or when the Women's Month or when this 8th of March. So the point I'm making is that until we're able to make a connection, which is there, that when, when, when a woman is uh, battered, is in hospital, what does that cost the state? When we are able to cost it and, and absenteeism, now, now we, we are not able because then one could argue that what COVID has done, it has in fact shown throughout the world that, uh, you know, these inequalities, they become so clear. But, but we, are, we have not been able as a country to sit down and say, how much does it cost a, 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 a GBV? Um, survivor who's in hospital who's not able to, come to go to work. So unless we do that, Michelle, the, the, the possibility is that we will continue to um, to treat a gender-based violence as one of those is like irritants, you know, that look, mm. we'll deal with it. Uh, let's wait. Uh, we're coming on the 25th of, of November to the 10th of December. We will then focus. Um, uh, it will not be a, a 365 days because we have not been adequately able to make that connection, Michelle. So here's the thing, and you raise such an interesting point. It's something I really do believe in, is that everything is connected. Um, nothing operates within a silo. Everything is connected. I mean, I really do believe in that idea of if a butterfly flaps its wings, that, that theory and the impact it has, or if you throw the pebble in the pond and then the ripples that move outwards. And you've quite correctly noted that if we look at gender-based violence, people are simply seeing it in a silo. We need to start to break down the walls of the silo and say, well, gender-based violence impacts this in terms of the economy. It impacts this in terms of the family, which then goes back to the economy. How do we get people to really start seeing that image of the ecosystem and the network? It's, it's precisely what we're doing now. But other than that is, I mean, where, I mean, the... Our, our programs, that our programs, we do not isolate. I mean, you, we do not work in, in these uh, unscientific uh, silos that look, um, 
with, with treasury. I mean, imagine what would happen if there is a, a, a gendered nature of our, our budget. Mm. Where, when, when Minister Mboweni and then his team uh, are able to sit down and say, how do we then, I mean, the issues of mental health, uh, I mean, the issues of uh, emotional, uh, you know, battering. I mean, how kids uh, grow up in this violent, uh, where there's this, uh, this, this connections. If the Department of Social Development, uh, Treasury, uh, Health, I mean, all of them are able to look at, do we support institutions such as the Commission for Gender Equality, the work they do, and how does that not supporting them impact adversely on their work? But also, mm. how the Department of Education, I mean, how many kids are unable to go to school because they, they are from families that there's constant violence? And what, what, what's the impact, the psychological impact, emotional in- impact that it has? So the point I'm making is that all of this, if, if we are able to connect the dots, and, and we can only do that when we, we, we sit up as a country and say, see, all of these things are interrelated, are interconnected, that you can't treat violence in, in a vacuum. Yeah. It happens in a, particular, in a particular environment. And unless you begin to have a, a, a correct diagnosis, I mean, what your programs will, will, will fail, Michelle. Yeah. So, you know, Mbuyaselo, we don't want to be a talk shop. And earlier I was talking to my guest saying, we talk about these uh, ideas and these concepts and these, I suppose one could even call them strategies. And the question then becomes, how do we take these ideas and implement them? So tell me about implementation in a real way. Great, Michelle. But something that I must mention about the Minister of Police, you know, after the publication, same day on Wednesday, I mean, I, I read this piece in the Sowetan every Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, he immediately, I mean, I got a call from Minister Taylor. Well and, and, done. And, and for, for, for me, that's responsive leadership. And he yep. says to me, look, Mbuizelo, I, I want to find out what we do. And, and one of the things, I mean, he's open to engage, to persuasion. But here's to answer a question directly, but I thought I should mention what, what one would call responsive leadership. Yes. That here's a man who is, does not think that, oh, well, he's one of those uh, winchers, he's your middle class and what, again, they're complaining, he writes this column every week, does not matter. But then, and I said to him, look, Minister, the engagement, one of the things that we need to do, Michelle, is strengthening our, our police stations. I mean, this is where, I mean, women, uh, I mean, police stations are at the cold face of, of violence. Do we have, I mean, a rape kids in those police stations? And in the work that the commission does, these are things that we do as our oversight. So, so you, you then strengthen, other than making sure that the police stations, they work and they work well, but you also train them on, on what is... What is a, 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 I mean, a, 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 what is Domestic Violence Act? I mean, Michelle, I speak with you now. It's well over 20 years since, uh, I mean, uh, we have Domestic Violence Act 1998. I mean, how many policemen and women would know uh, how to uh, uh, execute protection order? And, and one may sit and listen to this conversation, Michelle, and think that, but you know, that's not important. But women die with protection orders in their hands, in their pockets, yeah. in their handbags. You so know, I'm just suddenly listen, I'm listening to Mbuyasela and I'm suddenly thinking maybe one of the issues as well is that gender-based violence is an action. 
So I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it away from women. It is against women, but generally, but it is an action and it is an action which threads its way through all parts of society. So you could be a policeman or policewoman and involved in gender based violence, which, of course, then makes it impossible for you to act. Absolutely, because then uh, you, you, it, it may reflect, you, you, I yep. mean, what you're going through yourself, exactly. because you may, you may be believing in, 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 in what Patrick has taught us for many ages. You, in fact, you may be part of the problem. And that's why, I mean, there are these police stations that Minister Kelly spoke about yeah. in answering a question about, I mean, police men who are perpetrators themselves and haven't helped us. How do you then expect this man to assist a young woman who's battered a, mm. a, a, a young lesbian who is in fact battered. And you possibilities yeah. are that this young woman will be asked inappropriate questions like, but what were you doing at what night? Were what were you wearing? I mean, why were you at that shebeen at that time? Yeah. yeah. Selo, I have to say thank you very much for the work that you do. And certainly if there's any way we can help you here with um, our program, please feel free to connect with uh, my producer anytime. And uh, once again, thank you for your hard work. That's the Commissioner of the South African Commission for Gender Equality, Commissioner Mbuyeselo Boerta, writes a column once a week in the Sowetan and uh, always coming up with the stories, issues that we need to perhaps tease up and scratch at. But good to hear that uh, the Minister of Police, Becky Taylor, contacted him directly after this particular article. That's what we like to hear. And correctly, as Mbuyaselo says, that is responsible leadership. It's eight o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.